Okay, on track season three, episode five. We got business development with Glenn Adams here. Good afternoon. Hi, Good afternoon. I'm doing well, thank you. I'm sitting here looking out over the beautiful skyline of Portland, Maine. And it turns out neither one of us are in Spacious Podcast Studio A. Instead, we have uh, Jason Light in there running things for us, keeping us straight. Hello. Jason, thank you. You're welcome. And uh, so we'll, uh, we're about to, about 1,500, par- uh, 1500 miles apart. But I can yeah. hear you fine. That's probably, probably a little bit uh, cooler here. Yeah. So uh, just a quick outline here. We've got project awards that we usually talk about. Uh, the main topic, I've got Glenn here to talk about business development. Uh, we don't have Cam on as the safety topic this week. We do have a safety stand down on Thursday. Uh, so uh, we're going we're gonna to let him have his time with you then. We do have a good amount of shout outs this week. And I was kind of pleased to see that compared to last week when we had to kind of go around with the broom and, and uh, beat people up for some comments. Uh, Price is right. little twist on that this week. And then we've got some announcements of the prizes for the Well Steps Challenge. So back to the project awards, we have no new awards this week. Uh, so nothing to report there, although the folks are still busy negotiating and trying to nail down some of the projects that we have bid. So Pat and team are really doing well. And uh, so with that, we're just going to go right into the main topic and talk about uh, business development. But before we get into the business development side, Glenn, uh, tell us about you. I know you've been on once before, but I'm sure we get a lot of new people that want to know about who's leading the business development uh, efforts here for the company. Why don't you give us your career in a minute? Yeah, my pleasure. So I started full-time with uh, Sergeant and Sergeant after graduating the uh, Humane Construction Management Program in 2004. I started as a field engineer and foreman, worked uh, pretty closely with uh, Pete Perizzo and uh, Tim Polster and uh, Kevin Gordon there. Uh, then spent the next three years working in the northern Maine region uh, on some pretty interesting projects. Uh, Mars Hill Wind Project with Chris uh, Lynch, the Presque Isle Airport, and a landfill project with uh, Ray Thompson. Um, then moved along, spent the next uh, four years, went from northern Maine down to southern Maine, worked uh, for Colby Courier, again, a bunch of uh, wind projects, uh, other types of work. Uh, worked a lot with D. Hobart, Sean Milligan, Matt Tebow, Tracy Hines, uh, and then spent about uh, half a year at the Augusta Maine General Medical Center projects in a assistant PM super role before transitioning into full-time project management work in uh, Southern Maine, working closely with uh, Colby Courier and the supers down there. Did that for about four years. Uh, and then was asked to be the operations manager for the what was then called Southern New England region, uh, which oversaw you know Southern Maine and all of uh, New Hampshire. I uh, did that for three years, and then uh, was asked to step back in the project management role. Uh, this time focusing on the uh, large design build uh, project, uh, which was Bat Cove South, and uh, also focused on some other uh, Southern Maine projects. And then uh, I guess starting. This past uh, spring of uh, 2001, uh, Herb had asked me to step into the role of business development director for Steve Perry, who was retiring. And in effect, uh, I took that role over here, uh, you know, really at the beginning of the new year. 
Yeah, and you're still working on some project management work with uh, Portland Back Cove South and, and maybe another project or two? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, sort of uh, transitioning uh, out over the next several months of one of the Back Cove projects, and then uh, we'll likely see the South project uh, to its end, which which makes sense since I was uh, with it uh, from the very beginning. Okay. So uh, now you've been moved into business development, and that's a little bit different from estimating and bidding. Uh, Correct. And it's it's quite a lot different from project management, but uh, how, how do you see that role now, the business development role? Yeah, I, I look at it as a uh, very diverse type of uh, position. And in I guess in no particular order, um, you know, I see it as, you know, it's about relationships, uh, maintaining relationships, improving relationships, and growing, you know, fostering new relationships with all of our, you know, clients, whether it's owners, engineers, architects, subs, suppliers, and, and even, you know, some of our competition. Uh, I th it involves, you know, uh, being active in multiple industry associations. They, they do a lot to help, uh, you know, construction in, in uh, Maine and uh, New Hampshire, um, you know, as advocates and, uh, you know, hosting networking events, things like that. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, keeping up on uh you know what's going on in a in augusta and concord at least up here in maine and new hampshire you know lawmaking and what what is uh what what proposed laws or changes may affect our work and and you know our employee owners i think i think that's a very big part of it um because if uh you know if we need to act on something we will right and there, there's often you know opportunities we have to make a real difference, uh, you know, when legislation comes through, we have mobilized, you know, a dozen people to Augusta to, to testify in front of the uh, in front of the legislature in the past, and uh, you know, we'll do that again if we need to. Yeah, absolutely. It's it makes a big difference when they see a, a hallway, you know, outside the committee room, in, in some cases lined with you know people with hard hats and vests on, you know, right. ready to ready to testify. That's that's a it makes a huge impact. Okay. You know, there's there's also you know marketing to some degree. We do have people in the company that specialize in that. But I think you know helping you know plan and organize events you know that that feature the company or or our work. Uh, you know, I think all around just being a, a champion of of the company and our workers, uh, and and also a big part of it is is forecasting. You know, you're you're trying to look into this crystal ball and predict the future. You know, whether it's volume planning or or trying to determine what comes next, you know, what's coming down yeah. the pike. So how do you see the role you're in now? I mentioned earlier, it's it's different from estimating. How do you see it, it being different from estimating? Well, and, you know, in estimating, typically you have, it's like hard bid, you know, you have a set of plans in front of you and, you know, you do a linear takeoff, you, you do your volume takeoffs, you make calls, you get quotes. Um, but generally speaking, there's, there's other people, you know, doing the same thing, you know, but, you know, your competition, you know, they're, they're getting similar quotes. So it's, it's, it, I'd say it's pretty, uh, regimented, you know, it's kind of not every job is the same, but it's a very, uh, similar process where yeah. I, I see business development coming in more ahead of that. It's, it's what allows you to get those plans on the table, you know, those, those private jobs or being able to do some, some real advanced legwork on the public public projects that are coming up yeah so it's it's really 
more or less getting us in a position where we're kind of teed up to bid projects to yep. estimate the projects. That's yep. that's correct. When when an owner is ready to, or an engineer is ready to put their job out, you know, we want them to think of sergeant. We, we want things to be sent to us. Yep. And you need a lot of help with that when you say you want things to be sent with us, sent to us. Mm-hmm. You need a lot of help with that in terms of uh, this is how the actual execution that we do in the field factors into marketing. Uh, you know, if we have if we have poor execution or poor image or whatever, it really makes your pro- your job much more difficult. Yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. So, and, and that's just why you know trying to evaluate these existing relationships we have too is so important. And looking looking at where we we may fall down sometimes, and you know continuously trying to improve. I you know I I, th- I think that's that's a very important part of this role is, is recognizing that and making change where it's necessary. I, I know you and I reviewed a document yesterday that was kind of a what we call it a mark, market perception study. And one yep. of the folks that was interviewed there <clears throat> in that we had we had made quite a big mistake probably 12, 13 years ago uh, on their project. And and he was interviewed as part of this process. Um, and, and part of what he said is, I know I can count on Sergeant to do it right. You know, I've seen him make mistakes, but I've seen him own those mistakes. That's really important for for everyone listening you know, out in the field to know that if we make a mistake, we have to, number one, own it, and number two, learn from it. And and that's almost better marking than not than not owning it, for sure. Yeah, that's right. You know, just, it's it's a great position that I have to be in right now. You know, the way the, way the company in general, you know, our culture is, and the way, you know, Steve has set me up, you know, we have, we have a great reputation, you know, overall in the field, and that's that that helps so much. Uh, being able to start out uh, in a position like this, new, uh, you know, when we already have that going on, you know, it allows you to to almost you you still have to pay attention to that, but you almost get to skip skip ahead two spaces, you know, and then right. let's fo- and focus on the work, or you know, let's improve what we already have. So, you said you started the sergeant sergeant, so that was two thousand two three. Uh, yeah, it was it was 04. Yeah. 04? Spring, spring of 04, yeah. So about so a year little more than a year before. Yeah, okay. that's correct. Um, so in that time, what have you seen for changes in the industry? Oh, there's been uh, there's been so many. Um, you know, one one big thing, you know, going from, you know, being a, a field employee and a PM is, you know, the transition from paper to digital has been huge, whether it's plans or submittals or even more recently, you know, time time reporting for field employees, it, you know, streamlining those processes, uh, also allowing, you know, plans uh, from engineers and stuff to be updated quicker. Uh, you know, it, it makes it makes organizing that data a lot harder because of the pace that information comes at you. That has uh, increased greatly, you know, as well. Um, you know, t- technology, uh, you know, my time as a field engineer, uh, you know, I, it makes me think about uh, survey technology, GPS. I mean, when I started, uh, the GPS rover we had had a big backpack with an antenna sticking out the back and, and yeah, and it ran off, you know, four giant VCR batteries that, that, you know, couldn't last 45 minutes on a charge. Now we've got these slim down rovers, self-contained, and we've got drones that can do, 
the work that you know you you stuff to do topoing a, a job site or a quarry in a, in sometimes days you know that we can fly them in an hour and process yeah. the data in a couple hours that's that's, that's really amazing. amazing yeah yeah it really is and uh, you know kudos to jeff and the people on the technology committee and our field engineers for yeah. uh for really you know focusing focusing their efforts uh around that um i i see a lot of esop companies um starting you know yeah there's, uh, there's been a lot what, and you know whether they're construction or or non-construction companies, I see them both. But it seems like that trend has really uh, picked up recently. And you know, I, I can speak as an employee owner for Sergeant. You know, it's been I know it's been good for me. It's been good for everyone who's you know been involved with the plan. So you know, it's it's no surprise that you see you know other companies uh, you know jumping into becoming an ESOP. Um, you know, working from mobile devices, cell phones, you know, virtual meetings, of course, you know, in the last couple of years, uh, you know, is, is yeah. all, all commonplace now, you know, allows you to work from, from just about anywhere. Um, and, you know, re really thinking about our company, you know, the focus on workforce development, you know, you know, several years ago, we didn't even have a Kevin Gordon, uh, you know, let alone a Kendall Bickford or a Pete Perizzo. Right. Uh, so we have that and uh you know the the first year that i was doing operations management was the first year that we did our sergeant academy so i i got to really experience the first you know three years of that and and the and the crop of uh academy students that came out to work for us to, you know to to see that which is uh very impressive so yeah, yeah so i guess i guess those are some of the biggest a lot of changes yeah, absolutely. The market, the market changes have been pretty dramatic too. I know when you first came on for the first few years, we were doing a lot of commercial work, and and you know really the the wind power thing wasn't even on our horizon. Right. Uh, and now that's kind of reversed, uh, you know. And then suddenly we've got so many solar projects, and not very big projects, but they're great jobs, and 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 proven to be a great place for for some of our folks to to really get traction and and in places to to advance uh what do you see on the horizon from the from the market from the workload perspective well the biggest thing by far that i see is is just energy number one and you know there's a that's a that's a octopus of you know with eight different arms all different types you know whether it's uh transmission distribution uh solar farms offshore wind land-based wind and you know new renewable technologies you just you know every day you hear uh, more stuff whether it's uh, green hydrogen battery storage uh, pump storage yeah. projects it, energy is just huge and you know and it helps being part of the uh, uh, say for example the agc energy committee or the main uh, renewable energy association those industry groups that i referenced earlier they yeah. they really help with funneling information and keep us uh, keeping us involved in in what's new and and the legislative uh, process that's involved you know with some of these new industries. Um, but by far, energy is the largest. Uh, you know, yeah. also a uh, lot of utility work too. There will always be that, but in particular, I think with this this II the additional funds coming from the IIJA, I think we're going to see a lot more money in water wastewater. Uh, you know, CSO projects, but also, uh, you know, PFAS, uh, the forever chemical cleanup. Uh, they're talking about it quite a bit in Maine. They're talking about it uh, quite a bit in New Hampshire. I sat in on a call yesterday talking about 
some rulemaking in New Hampshire related to that. Uh, there's a lot of uh, IAJA dollars coming to to help those type of cleanups. Yep. Well, there's a lot to keep your eye on for sure. And, and uh, I know coming in behind Steve, who'd been with the company for you know 40 something years, uh, maybe seems daunting, but I'm I'm confident we've got the right guy in the right place. Well, thank you. Yep. Uh, interesting. I know there's a bridge collapse in Pittsburgh last last week. Mm -hmm. uh, what what have you heard, if anything, about about reactions on spending uh, in terms of you know taking that was a very fortunate thing that in fact nobody got killed. But uh, yeah, yeah, I remember seeing the. I remember seeing the article and the, the people had to form a human chain to, to rescue people that were, yeah. either, you know, stuck on the bridge or had, you know, their vehicles, you know, sideways toppled over. Um, you, you know, I, I see a, a lot of funding related to resiliency, uh, you know, sea level rise, climate change, whether it's through, you know, the army Corps, um, you know, for, you know, places on the coast, you know, in Maine or New Hampshire along the coast, you know, seawalls, you know, jetties, things like that. But also I think of, um, you know, all the funding going for bridges, you know, means aging bridges. And, you know, I think of New Hampshire and Vermont and, they're, you know, still trying to rebuild from, I believe it was uh, Hurricane Irene back in maybe 2011. So you see, you see DOTs, engineers working on, uh, you know, improving, you know, bridge crossings, culvert crossings, making them bigger, able to take more water. So uh, definitely, definitely a lot of funding out there now are, are coming the way for those types of projects. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on, a lot to keep your eyes on, and, and that's going to keep our estimators and our and our whole you know company, our whole crew busy, uh, all the way from the office and the shop to the you know, to the field, and and uh, it's it's going to be an interesting time, I think, for the next several years to to watch all this unfold it absolutely will it'll be fun though what do you say we get on to some shout outs i'm ready you ready yeah start us off all right well uh first shout out that we have is uh from pete perizzo he'd like to give a shout out to all the plow crews that worked over the weekend and he just notes that your efforts are appreciated amen to that another shout out to pete perizzo Spencer Woodmore for helping out with pressure testing training last week. And up, we, Spencer. And sorry, uh, we've got a shout out for um, Jonathan Neto. Uh, he'd like to give another shout out to the plow crews and the support staff during the last storm. He says, through teamwork, we succeed. I like that he highlighted the support staff as well. Because there's always people behind the scenes. Uh, Matt, Cham Matt Chambers is a shout out to the plow crew for sacrificing the weekend to keep us all going. They brave some of the worst weather there is and got it done. You can tell when you're at a sergeant account. Always top notch. Well done to all. Uh, Curtis Bro, he'd like to give a shout out to Dave Terrio, Zach Pinkham, and Cody Willette for staying late this past Friday to cover the NS Giles concrete placement for the weekend at the Back Cove South Project. And another shout out to Ben Lee and Derek True, who stopped in and helped us after they finished their work. Teamwork makes the dream work. So, yeah, I mean, kudos to Ben out. and Derek. Kudos to Ben and Derek for you know yeah, finishing work on their especially, project. Especially those guys, uh, 
you know, coming over from another project on a, on a after work on Friday, could easily say, hey, I'm, I'm heading home, but great work. Uh, R.J. Russell, shout out to Matt Coffin for his patience and guidance. I don't know what he's being guiding on, but uh, this is me commenting now. I don't, know what, I don't know what Matt's guiding him on, but kudos. Shout out to Doug, Ian, Glenn, and Jeff Blodgett for being a sergeant. Shout out to Heather and HR. By the grace of God, we will grow the construction professionals that I have the opportunity to work with. We rock. He's always very, uh, he's always very positive with these shout outs. Great job. All right. Uh, Kendall Bickford. Like to give a shout out to Holden Kimball, Steve Randall, John Coach, Randall King, and Kurt Van Aken for sharing their advice and guidance in last week's leadership training. The conversation had by everyone during the pipe laser and transit setup was awesome. Great bunch of foremen and senior foremen sharing their knowledge and experience to hone our craft for the future leaders of Sergeant. And that's what it's all about. Uh, next one, Kevin Gordon. Would like to send a shout out to Gail Tebow for visiting with the foreman leadership groups on Monday and again on Tuesday of last week to help with training on heavy job for building time cards and reviewing job costs. Gail was, uh, uh, as well as all the other PCAs, are tremendous are a tremendous resource and very much appreciated. Keep up the great work and thank you for all that you do. And I echo that sentiment. PCAs do a fantastic job. Yeah, they, uh, project cost accountants, uh, they are largely unsung. They're in the background. They do, a, like a lot of folks uh, in the company, they, they do a lot and, and don't get noticed very much. So good one there. Uh, Kevin Gordon is another shout out to CFO Tasha Gardner, visiting with the foreman leadership group last week to go over company financials, as well as give advice on personal finance and benefits. Foreman understanding them better and encourage them to use them with other new hires and have a better understanding as they become eligible. This is a big part of the build of life with us and it's very much appreciated. Tasha took time to visit during a busy, very busy time of year. And I can tell you it was. Kevin says, thank you. And I, I do know it was a very busy time of year. So uh, excellent. Good group, good group of shout outs. Jason, let's give him a hand. All right. About some prices, right? Music. Okay, so the prices right this week uh, is for herbs, my grandfather's original. Two THEW 00 model 00, which was known as the double lot shovel, we bought in 1930. And what we are going to have to do is not announce a winner today because I found that uh, partway through the podcast, for some, re for some reason, unpublished, so everybody didn't have access to it. So you do have another opportunity now to put in your prices right guess. Herbs through double lot shovel. It was a gasoline shovel that it was 10 years old when we bought it, but it was factory reconditioned. And uh, I will tell you, we have one guest for $55,475.99, and that's way high. If you get this exactly right, 
we'll double the, uh, we, typically is a $50 gift certificate. We'll double it to a hundred if you get it right on the money. So you got another chance to bid on the Thu double O double lot shovel. Just a couple announcements here uh, from Amy. She wants to announce Well Steps January registration winners. The winners of the four Fitbit Charge 4 with GPS wearables are Christina True, Julie Netto, Scott Moon, and Nicole Wilson. And the winners of the 12 Sergeant XL 64-ounce growlers. Have you seen these? I have them. What do they look like? Oh, they're 64 ounce growlers. Like, you know, back at Prescott Isle at Piketty's, they used to fill up whatever you could fit under the tap, and this would be awesome. But, Excellent. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, I guess you should have signed up. Why don't you go ahead and announce these? Of course. All right. So the winners of the Sergeant XL 64 ounce growlers are Karen Lynn Spencer, Spencer Whittemore, Dana Legassi, Brian Smart. Dustin Dugan, Bernie Smarsh, Kendall Bickford, Zach Wilson, Gerald Grindle, Joe Frazier, Shelley Gushu, and last but not least, Mr. Alex Hardy. Let's give all these guys a hand, Jason. What do you say? <laughs> all right. So please contact Amy Soames at A-S-O-M-E-S at sergeant.us to let her know if you'd like to pick up your prize at Stillwater or have it mailed to you. And Glenn, with that, it's going to end us up here. So I appreciate you being on. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Zero accidents. Zero accidents. Have a great weekend, buddy.